Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. All right, everyone. Hello. Um, we are back again. Love the graps, the podcast. Yeah. Um, maybe you're sick of this by now, but do you know what? You don't have to listen to it. No. And we don't have to do it. It's been three days. It's been three days. What have you done without us? Yeah. For three days. Um, we're just really checking in now, so they're, they're, we're going to close out this um, mini-series that we've done yeah. um, about what we watched over WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, and um, probably what you all watched as well. What a lot of people watched, yeah. I'm sure. Um, and, you know, uh, just sort of touch on whether or not it was a good idea, <laughs> um, and uh, whether it would be something that we would do again or we would recommend that other people try um, no and no, no. <laughs> um, it is with great sadness <laughs> that I inform you that Chris and Alan died this weekend <laughs> my favourite bit has been people sending us little bits of feedback about things they liked that yeah. I have no memory of doing yeah yeah I, I, there have been a few times where I've had to go back and go I don't what are you talking about when did that happen yeah what was it there, there was a couple of times, there's a guy, Jeff, I think yeah. this guy, he said he liked uh, when I did a dance and you commented on it. I have no memory of, of why mm. I did a dance. No. And uh, Shauna commented about, yeah, you're right about that guy, wouldn't know what a podcast is. Which guy? I think it was Flutter. Ah, right. I think it might have been about Flutter, right. but who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that up in there in, in the northwest, they probably <laughs> do quite a lot of fishing. Yeah. Um... Preston. No, but they they go out to Blackpool and that. I guess, yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of fishing goes on around <laughs> you Blackpool. Never but, you yeah. never know. Yeah, but yeah. Thank you for the feedback. It's been really nice to know that we weren't talking into the abyss. Yes. Yeah. Not the wrestler abyss. No, just whispering into his ear. <laughs> um, although we did the first show that we watched the whole weekend. It did have abyss on it. Um, was it wasn't a live show. We we thought, you know what? There's not enough wrestling to watch this weekend. Yeah, let's catch up on a bit of wrestling yeah. that we've been meaning to watch. So we watched that AAW show. Yeah, and um, abyss was on that. The wrestling pendulette. Yes, <laughs> as I like. Yeah, um, a man who really deserves to wear a mask. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he's not going to hear this, so you're ugly. You're an ugly man. Although, we're a big hit with Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Lloyd's been on a retweet frenzy today. Jimmy Lloyd has gone retweet crazy, and nobody tweets more about Jimmy Lloyd than we do. <laughs> so we've, we've, been, we've been front and centre of Jimmy Lloyd's yeah, attention. We should try and get Jimmy Lloyd on the podcast. Yeah. I want to do that now. Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's find out why Jimmy Lloyd loves the graps. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We're, yeah. We're going to do a... Um, our next mini series is Jimmy Lloyd, the man behind the child faced child faced man. Faced man. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so that'll be something to look forward to down yeah. the line. Um, I, I don't know how we want to go about this, really. Well, um, well, I mean, we there was one show that we've what that we watched mm. um, that we haven't spoken about, so maybe we could speak about that first. Yeah, and what is it? Yeah, I don't, 
Wrestle Mishmash? Wrestle. <laughs> I wish it was. The, the big Wrestle Mishmash show out of Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Um, headlined by The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. In a yard match. In a, is this my yard? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's what it would be if it was a DDT show. That would yeah. be what that would be this called. This is my yard now. But yeah, we watched that. So perhaps, should we, should we talk about that? Sure. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah. The showcase... Of the Immorals. <laughs> um, it was a long one, wasn't it? It was so very long. Yeah. Um, let's get the elephant of the room in the room. Uh, the, the, the room's elephant out of the yeah, way. Yeah, a lot of um, Alan did tap out before the end of the show. Well, you, when you, you, you went tap out, yeah. I went home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, is I, it's about two miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, by car. Yeah. Um, I left just before Triple H and Rollins were about to come into the ring. Mm -hmm. And I got home just as they came into the ring. (laughs) So that tells you a lot about what kind of show it was. Um, And then I did watch the rest of the show. Except I I did go to bed just as the main event was happening. Because it it ain't my graps, mate. It ain't my graps. Well, I think that counts as tapping out. Ah. If this was an... MMA shoot fight <laughs> you can't keep going after tapping out yeah you tapped out you walked out that front door it's over brother lasted longer than CM Punk though didn't I you did yeah yeah, yeah. well he didn't get to the main event either no um <laughs> shade throwing so, shade so, on a man who's never going to hear it okay uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll um I'll talk about that main event then because okay. like you didn't see it and it's yeah. not your graps and that's fine um for me and I Scott tweeted out on the podcast um, yeah. for, for the radio show, on the Twitter for the pod... I don't know whether it's a podcast or a radio show anymore. I don't know. Um, but asking uh, for people's thoughts and memories of the late, great Undertaker, um, who, spoiler alert, lost and retired. Yeah. Um, again. Again. Because he kind of retired last year. He left his gloves in the ring last year. He did, yeah. And this this year, well, he, is, took, he took everything off. Well, no, he didn't. So we've still got we've still got a few items left to take <laughs> off. So maybe next year we'll, yeah. we'll get finally get to see the <laughs> the whole package. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I said to Scott, I replied via Twitter, and, and sort of said that the Undertaker was one of the characters that I first saw. Hmm. Um, when I watched first ever saw t- wrestling, I went. I remember being, I must have been like seven or eight, yeah, and going to London to visit relatives. Probably around it was would have been around Christmas or Easter because we only really went to vis- visit all these relatives yeah. when we were delivering Christmas presents or Easter eggs. It felt like, um, and <clears throat> seeing on the TV this massive man in grey and purple walking on the top ropes hmm. and it being one of the most bizarre and incredible things I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it was like spectacles like that that really drew me in when I was a kid because it does. That's, you yeah. know, those are characters that appeal to kids and The Undertaker is one of those that's sort of grown with me as I've kind of grown yeah. up. Like, I always, <clears throat> I always talk about like my favourite bands and stuff and my favourite bands are the ones that sort of change and grow as you go along and you know as you get older they change and they become different bands to what they were 
originally. Yeah. And that's The Undertaker. Like, The Undertaker that you saw on Sunday night is not the same Undertaker that debuted back in 1990. No. Um, and there aren't a whole lot of people in wrestling that have done that. Well, I mean, you say grew with you, but did you have a phase where you inhabited the body of a recently dead wrestler and then become a biker and then do a bit of mixed martial arts? No, I mean, we obviously had our own different paths (laughs) in life. I grew and he grew. We didn't do the same growing. I mean, he was older than me anyway. Yeah. You know, maybe when I'm 51 years old, I will have tried some MMA holds (laughs) and take my clothes off in the wrestling ring yeah like, I could if I wanted to now, I know how to hire one the, the <laughs> thing is with me I, I too when, when I first got into wrestling I was a bit older than you yeah uh, I was 19 18, 19 okay um, all my friends had left to go to university I was left behind I, I, I didn't have any friends so I, I found wrestling uh, it's, it's not a unique story there are plenty of, of lonely people who like the wrestling um, and The Undertaker was kind of instrumental, but in the way that I hated him. Yeah. Hated him. Kind of half, half kayfabe, half hated the dastardly heel. Yeah. I also hated this stupid man. Yeah. Um, with, with, his, with his fat mate. Um, so <laughs> that kind of drew me in, in a bit because it, it's good to hate someone in a storyline way. Um, heels make promotions. Yep. Um, on the on the flip side, I, I, at the time I loved Hogan, I loved Hacksaw Duggan. I was a sucker for an American babyface. Yeah, um, just fitting for a young lad from a, an English village. Um, but it's also good to have something that you genuinely dislike about something. Yeah, and you you can give it that X pack heat in a way. Well, and and the thing is, like that original incarnation was kind of set up to be almost like the antithesis of everything that Mm. WWF did at the time. Yeah. Because there were, like, Hogan had been walking all over people for the best part of a decade at that point. Um, And all of the, all of his real sort of nemeses outside Mm. of Warrior had been kind of a joke. Yeah. Kind of big fat lads who were past their prime. And I would say the same about Andre the Giant. Back yeah. in 1986 or whenever it was, um, that wasn't Andre the Giant at his best. Yeah. Um, but then you got what? You got like King Kong Bundy and the yeah. likes. Um, so for somebody like Undertaker was young. I think he was like mid-twenties at the point he came in. Um, still not, you know, the kind of wrestler that he became, but kind of an intimidating character. But the way he was booked was as like this invincible undead monster and for fans of Hulk Hogan or Hacksaw Jim Duggan you would say well it's ridiculous what this thing's ridiculous yeah does this character doesn't make sense even in the world where I'm cheering on this giant orange like bag of hot dogs um, and is you know half slow witted mate with a two by four <laughs> um, <not> very kind <laughs> um, uh, you know I still don't believe that this character is a real thing yeah. um, well I mean the thing was with him is that New York uh, which is what us insiders call I don't do that uh, WWF um, was always 
and perhaps still is mostly a babyface territory. Yeah. The the idea in New York was to get a dominant babyface and you cycle in heels to yeah. briefly threaten them, but the the babyface always overcomes. With the Undertaker, he was probably the first one to actually be merchandisable. Yeah. Um, to have a life, which is ironic because he's a dead man, uh, beyond that initial run. Um, so with The Undertaker, they, they put the title on him. He wasn't the, the first heel to, to have the title. Um, it was quickly taken off him, uh, and then it was held up a bit. And But he was kept around to feud with other people, and then eventually became one of those baby faces that New York has built around yeah. himself. Um, and the cycle continued because they, then they brought in Kane to be The Undertaker's monster. Yeah. Um, so he, he did change New York a bit, I would say. So I, I do understand the, uh, the position he holds. Um, I just find him a little silly. But yeah, talk about a match. Yeah. So the match, the ending was sad. Yeah. The match was sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I genuinely watched it. And maybe this is a testament to the performers involved. Yeah. But I genuinely felt bad watching an old man getting beaten up. Yeah. Like he he was a spent force. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to do in the main event. Yeah. Like if you'd have done this underneath then you wouldn't I guess get the epic sort of yeah. you know final moments and like the after the bell stuff. But the match itself felt very uncomfortable to watch in, yeah. part, in parts. I remember once uh imbibing some illegal substances and watching the Three Stooges mm. and it, it just was sad because they were three old men hitting each other Yeah, and I can imagine that must be pretty much how you felt It well, yeah it was a bit like that um, you know it, it's going to be interesting I'm not I don't want to go too much into WWE booking because I'm not that that's not what we do here no. and the reason we're talking about this more than anything is just because of the sort of historical provenance that a character like yep. The Undertaker has. And it's it's wide-reaching, it reaches back into the way I feel, you know, the way I feel the way I do about wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's going to be interesting what happens with a character like Roman Reigns coming out of this, because it really only sets up one way to sort of proceed with his character... But I don't feel like that's the way WWE is set up right no. now. Um, but anyway, there was some other stuff. Yeah. Now, I, I have made a, a little plan yeah. for this. Okay. Because I don't know if you know, I can be a bit grumpy uh, about mainstream wrestling yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Um, it, it annoys me. And particularly WrestleMania, I, I tweeted out um, before the show started that... In the, in the days leading up to WrestleMania, I, I felt so part of a wrestling community, um, standing with my, my brothers, my fellow wrestling fans. But when the day itself came, when the big event came, I felt a million miles separated. And that was because I don't enjoy the big spectacle. Um, I don't enjoy being part of that kind of thing live. Yeah. Um, I don't really get the excitement for it. Um, I understand why people do but it's just something that I don't share in 
And so I felt kind of apart from that. But because I can identify with that, and there is a still a small part of me that does understand the magic of WrestleMania, um, I took that small part and I put it inside this glove puppet of a squirrel, which I brought along with me, which I realise is not great for radio. He's, he's actually legitimately sat in front of me with a glove puppet of a squirrel on his hand. And I really, like, I'm, he just... Can I just... This has just been pulled out of Alan's pocket. I did not know this was yeah. happening. Um, I might, so I'm, I'm not going to thank me, but I am going to take a photo of it. Yeah, I'm going to use the squirrel. Um, okay. And I'm going to give it the voice of an, a small American child. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to make comments... Um, using the squirrel uh, to to reflect perhaps the excitement of the show and what a non-cynical me might say. Okay, well, I'll, I'm very interested to see if there's a, a, a funny voice come in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you go. You go ahead. Well, I mean, first we had the pre-show, um, which kicked off with uh, the cruiserweights, which. Um, I think the squirrel would say is a... Uh, what would you say, squirrel? It's a wonderful opportunity for two people of a smaller stature to get onto the big show. Um, and, and the squirrel's right by that. Um, however, throwing them out there in daylight in near 100 degree weather, uh, two men that are going to have to work really hard, uh, and then seeing them uh, slightly mistime things because they're looking into an unforgiving sun, uh, with the end result, as I think both of them may have concussions um, okay. afterwards. Uh, it, it took a little bit of the gloss off for me, as did going for an advert halfway through. Yeah, that. it was a bit weird. I mean, that was the pre-show, though. That's the pre-show. They're going to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got very little opinion on that particular... Yeah. That, that particular match, it just kind of... I don't watch 205 Live yeah. regularly. I gave up um, watching it because what should have been a brilliant idea failed completely yeah. in and, front of bored, massive audience. And by all accounts, um, the sort of addition of Neville and his new role has sort of improved that. But um, I, I, I'm not... I, I, haven't got all, I haven't got all the time in the world to no. watch every bit of product that WWE produces. Oh, why would you? No. Yeah. Um, and then we had the, the Andre the Giant Battle of the Royal. Are we going to go through every match on the card Well, like let's this? just talk about a, f- a few things. Okay. <laughs> All right. We had the Battle of the Royal, yeah. which, um, <laughs> which was won by one of my favourites, Mojo Rawley. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder what the squirrel would have let's, to say about it. Let's find out. He's holding it up to the microphone, <laughs> even though the voice is coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I didn't think it was a great way for the big show to go out. What's that positivity, squirrel? <laughs> but I can see what they were trying to do. They had Rob Gronkowski, which gave them a great moment to be on ESPN Sports Center. You've got to love that mainstream publicity. Oh my God. I guess you're right. Um, I love Mojo. Uh, I'm really happy he won, <laughs> but I think I'm one of the few people to, to, uh, to feel that way. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I found it ultimately underwhelming um, because I don't. 
and I like I like Mojo as well. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed him on the um, Breaking Ground series that that WWE did what nearly two years ago. It yeah. feels like um, he came across as a nice human being, if not extremely irritating. Yeah. Um, but it feels like a waste in that I don't foresee them doing anything of any worth with him. Um, As opposed to the previous winners. No, exactly. But big show no, Cesaro. no, exactly. Like, it, it feels to me like that particular um, attraction match should be a springboard for someone. And to some extent it has been for Baron Corbin. Mm. Like, he wasn't in semi-main events and main events before that. And yeah, he didn't go straight into them. But it gave them something to sort of yeah. use to trumpet him as he went towards... You know, he had matches for the world title this year. Yeah. It should come with some kind of stip, like like a Money in the Bank type thing. Yeah. Um, New Japan have several of those throughout yeah. the year that the winner can, can pick any kind of title shot. Um, so it should come with that. So yeah. we should be waiting for Mojo to cash that brother in. But, like... Uh, I don't, do you want to see Mojo against Randy Orton? Uh, no, but we're going to have to switch around. I would love Mojo against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. If, if you if you wanted to never see Mojo ever again, well, it's it's not even that. I reckon Mojo could handle himself against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's not real. Um, but Brock Lesnar don't want to do shit, does he? No, that's true. He don't want to do shit. Yeah, but he just wants to throw his opponent around. Well, there is that. Like, and yeah. I don't know whether Mojo would be walking afterwards because yeah. he's gonna—he's not gonna have any respect for yeah. him. Well, we mentioned Barry Corbin. Yeah, he was on the pre-show. Old Barry Corbs. Yeah, he was um, fighting Mr. Ambrose. Yeah, he fought him and lost, and that was it. There was nothing else no. going on with it. Um, and you know, you know what he did the next night? Um, well, he fought, he fought him. Fought him and beat him. That wasn't the next night. Well, it was two nights know, later. Yeah. yeah, he fought him and won in a non-title situation. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what is it? A hardcore no disqualification match? Oh, it's non-title? That sounds like a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, not that he deserves title shot after title shot. Nobody does. But no. like, Even the positivity squirrel's got nothing to say about that. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Are we gonna, it, we, it looks like we're going to go through every match. Well, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, it was on the pre-show. Yeah. Because there was a campaign. Yeah. Apparently. There, um, yeah. There was a campaign to move a certain match off the pre-show. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbs uh, got the, the the shitty end of the stick. Except did they? Because well, the 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 positioning of the match, which was catapulted onto the main show did it no favours no honestly it felt like we spoke about the um, the Janella show the other day mm. and they did the Joe Janella match and everybody thought oh so are they not doing Matt Riddle, the yeah. Matt Riddle Dan Seven match and then that came up afterwards yeah. there were points because the show was going so long where it genuinely looked like they'd bumped something yeah Twitter was ablaze yeah. with speculation so it felt like there's no way we can actually squeeze that match in. Little did we know they intended to make WrestleMania five hours long. Yeah. Um, including what was effectively a six-minute match 
for the SmackDown women's title. Yeah. I mean, Positivity um, Squirrel would say that it's wonderful that all six women got a showcase on the biggest show of the year. Jesus. And that Naomi managed to win the title and become so popular. But Positivity Squirrel was seeing <laughs> things in a really weird way. Um, because it did no one any favours. No one at all. Naomi won the title, but who gives a shit? Yeah. She's not going to draw any money. I mean, uh, they got to do some nice entrances. There was lots of fireworks. Alexa Bliss got fireworks. They only yeah. got to do a, a glowing entrance in a massive um, stadium. But yeah, but ultimately it was a match of very little consequence, which is which was a shame because it was the focus of you know uh, campaign to get it onto the show. Yeah, and and I stand by that campaign. Like I think, you know. You can, on a five-hour show. Yeah, you can have two matches for the women's titles, like, well. um, and I don't like. I don't think there's a decent enough argument to say, well, the Intercontinental title is more important. It's like, yeah, but no. it's not because it's Baron Corbin against Dean Ambrose. What, and what I would say is that there wasn't a compelling enough storyline reason. To have it on the big show. But then I would... And, 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 the, the fact that you threw all six women in there, mm. and that one of those women is Carmella, uh, means that you had some shit out there. Yeah, but I and would... And shit shouldn't be on the big show. No, but so, I, I... while they could have had Alexa Bliss versus Naomi, or Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, or Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James... Yeah. I would I would solidly back your right to have that on the main show. What we got was was insulting. So I don't so know. Be- no. Becky and Mickey came in fancy dress. I <laughs> I don't believe it's fair to say it's insulting. I think that they didn't do it the service that it deserved. Like it, you know, the way to to go back to your first point there. Um, I would counter with barely anything on that show had a decent build and storyline to justify its place on the Mm. card barely anything like everything just seemed like there was a lot of stuff that seemed a little bit haphazard and slapdash AJ Styles against Shane McMahon was thrown together three weeks before the show at least you can make the argument with the Smackdown women's title match if it had gone through the way it was originally proposed as being Alexa versus all the women on the SmackDown roster, which mm. it kind of was, but they also pulled back on that because they'd obviously planned some other stuff yeah. to go with it. I think there was rumours about you know a couple of women from the past being interjected in there as well. Time um, travel. Uh, yep. Um, I believe... And I mean, not, not particularly exciting names, but I'm, sh- I'm sure I heard... Like Kelly Kelly was one that had been mentioned. Um, <clears throat> now, if they'd have gone through with that, then you can make the argument that, well, Alexa Bliss has been almost dominant as a SmackDown Women's Champion, and she has squeezed and scraped her way past all the other women on the roster, but she's rubbed everybody up the, you know, the wrong way enough that what we're going to do is just go. Yeah. Well, now you've got to beat everyone in one night. Yeah. Um, so that, that's you know, that's one way if you wanted to justify yeah. the story. I think the problem is is that you've got a five-hour show, 
a seven hour show seven hours yeah um, and you've got two women's titles that are supposed to be you know, they're supposed to be on a level, level playing field and they're also supposed to be held in some regards alongside the men's singles titles mm. um, and by that token they should be defended on Wrestlemania yeah like what like there's no excuse to go oh yeah but we need to squeeze Dean Ambrose onto the card like no like put him on the re-show like they did the the problem is and people are going to point at it now and go and because there are loads of people on Twitter you see them all the time who can't handle the fact that people would campaign for a women's match Mm. to be on there I like to call them misogynists (laughs) um, who are going to look at that and go well that was a waste of time wasn't it why did you bother campaigning for that I'm a horrible human and I want you to know that I am so like but now you've got to make an argument to prove why that was worth putting on the card and it's like no I don't well yeah I think I'm not a, a fan of tokenism no and I think that by shoving all six women out there and only giving them six minutes and meaning they had to go really fast get all their shit in and botched because they were going so fast um, yeah it, it, it was pointless yeah it, and that's what it becomes tokenism but yeah. that's because so it was of, tokenism yeah, no it becomes tokenism because they didn't plan the show, show out in such a way that they could give those women the time that they needed to tell a proper story. Yeah. Like, if they had given them 20 minutes, and even then, with six women, like, 20 minutes, like, yeah. you know, you're pushing it to get a decent story out of them. If you'd have given them 20 minutes, then you're going to... You'd be able to tell a proper story. Yeah. But by giving them six minutes, you, they've got no chance, and they're always going to look like second-rate um, performers, or, you know, it's a second-rate storyline. Well, part of the problem is that the the defining characteristic of the female members of the SmackDown and Raw roster is that they are women. Thus, it, the cruiserweights, they didn't get a six-pack challenge um, because there are different characters within that. But for, for good reasons or bad, mostly bad, uh, the women are just women. And so it was, let's put all the women out there. And they did it with Raw as well. In some ways. All the Raw women were chucked yeah, out there. I, I think, I get, I, get, I get your point. I think, um, I think Raw does a bit of a better job of at least differentiating mm. between them. And actually, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I think there's a lot of distinct personalities there. Um, there's just not a lot of differing storylines and motivations. Like, you've just, generally speaking, on SmackDown, everybody just, they're they're waiting their turn to get a go at the title. Yeah. Like, and and actually it's the same with Raw. They need to sort of start treating, they need to give the women an undercard Mm. in order to give that sort of texture and balance. Yeah. they, there needs to be sort of an idea, and and SmackDown were doing it for a while by having like the Nikki and yeah. Natalia stuff, as well as whatever Alexa Bliss was up to that month. I but, I just wonder if that it's a battle worth fighting, but I'm wondering if it's the wrong battle. In that people are campaigning for women's representation and are being 
satisfied by women's representation. Nope. Whereas what they should be campaigning for is better storylines for women and meaningful storylines for women yeah. and better women wrestlers rather than, well, oh, we managed to get two no, women the, having no, a 12-minute match. But it's a journey. It's not like, well, it, it's it not is, like we go... But we've it's not, not come very far. I think we've come incredibly far. Really? Do you not think, like, I mean... We've got two women's singles titles yeah. that are being treated with at least a modicum of respect. A, a modicum, like, yeah. Like, you've got women who are, you know, we get the focus is on their wrestling and not on, you know, the storylines revolving around men or not. Like, the raw women's storyline, um, amongst those four that were in there, none of that was about how catty any of the women are towards each other none of them is about none of them was about you're ugly I'm better looking than you are which has yeah. been the storylines in women's wrestling for a long well, long and time was the, the Nikki and, and Natalia one the Nikki and Natalia one that was supposed to be a bit of a blood feud but there was it was just about it was <laughs> women yeah there was a bit of that yeah, yeah. but it's still it, this is what I'm saying it's a journey so you can't yeah. look at like one triumph and go okay we've done that now like the thing is to go, okay, yeah, we've got that representation on WrestleMania. Well, let's come... So last year, you know, Sasha and Charlotte were featured heavily yeah. on the marketing for yeah. WrestleMania. Their, their faces were up there, yeah. the same size as The Undertaker, the same size as Brock Lesnar. Like, they were presented as, you know, as much as you can at that point as equals. Well, now this year we've got two women's title matches. One of them's presented a lot better than the other one. Yeah. But then next year, well, who knows what we'll get? Like, I'm not, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where it's 50-50 because that's, that's not the way wrestling is built. Yeah. But, I, I, it's an interesting conversation. But we are getting a women's tournament. Yeah, and hopefully that will help because what they need is better women. Yeah. Um, women who stand for the wrestling that they bring rather than the, the quantity of them. Um, yes. So it's all very well to say, well, you know, we've got two divisions of women on Raw and SmackDown. But because the, the quality is so poor, as much harm as good is being done. So, hope, I mean, it's a similar thing with progress. In that Progress started this um, Women's Natural Progression series, which I would argue has done as much harm as good for women of progress, you know, since, since I, they, they started. I, I think you can make that argument. Because we're only getting one woman's match per show, um, and the other women who are not involved, we're, we're not seeing them for months. Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of, that's going the, the opposite way. Perhaps there isn't any real answer. What do you say, Positive Squirrel? I don't know. <laughs> what, the the stupid squirrel couldn't think of anything good to say? No. I'm sat here trying to be really positive <laughs> about it, and your stupid positivity squirrel couldn't get more positive yeah. than that. Um, right, we, we are going a bit... I don't know, we might end up going a bit long, but should yeah. we, we let, let's kind of zip through quick thoughts on a, the rest of the matches, seeing right. as we've got this, we've managed to get through the pre-show. Yeah. Um, so then you've got Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I got a message off my friend Kate, um, which was, no! Yeah. Uh, she's a big Chris Jericho fan. Um, 
to which I responded, KO! Because <laughs> um, I'm. Uh, I, You're a dick. No, I, I'm a big Kevin Owens fan. Um, Kevin, like The Undertaker. Yeah. Kevin Owens is the man that got me watching indie wrestling on a regular basis. Um, back like 10 years ago, well, I guess I'd start, I'd, I was already watching <clears throat> Ring of Honor. But when he and Generico came into Ring of Honor, it was like, what the hell is this? Because yeah. Ring of Honor was always, as much as I enjoyed it, that period there was a lot of vanilla characters. Mm. Um, so to have this tag team, this mismatch, mismatch tag team, yeah. um, really sort of uh, sort of awoke me to the fact that indie wrestling is probably quite fun. Yeah. Um, so it's incredible for me to see that and I mean you still look at Kevin Owens today and you're like what the hell is that guy doing on TV how is he winning titles and I've always loved Chris Jericho yeah and they had such good chemistry yeah the match was good yeah the whole storyline yeah I mean when the the the, the festival of friendship yeah it was incredible that was just outstanding storytelling the moment when Chris Jericho pulled the list of KO out of the at the little box and realised what was happening yeah it was like my heart broke and this kind of paid all that off but still left something yeah you know yeah and I think that's that's you know that's to the credit of those two is that you you can close the loop but still leave little threads that you can pull on if you need to yeah to come back to them Um, but what do we have after that Shane well, Shane and AJ was before that because that opened the show. Oh, that opened the show. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you are right. Shane with his red face and yellow legs. He did. It was weird. He did have yellow legs. <laughs> they were hidden underneath his uh, tracksuit bottoms, which kept riding up. Yeah, and but he had his, yellow legs. His yellow legs, um, which made me worried for his liver. What, what I particularly liked about this match, mm. um, Positivity Squirrel would say, it was a really good match. Two guys really going at it. And I would agree with Positivity Squirrel there. Except AJ Styles deserves a medal for making a watchable match with this Frank, man who should frankly know better. Yeah. Uh, and still, Shane couldn't put, couldn't put him over clean. It was um, AJ won because Shane fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it was clean. Well, yeah. It was as clean as you're going to get. But, yeah, Shane basically tried to do too much. He overreached his ability. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and ultimately cost himself the match, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think it, there were all these weird rumours going into WrestleMania season, um, especially after Wrestle Kingdom. Especially after the sort of rave reviews that Okada and Omega got, that WWE creative and it probably only a couple of lone voices in creative yeah. um, were pushing for some incredible wrestling match for WrestleMania, um, and you'd have to sort of look at AJ Styles and go, well, if we're going to get it out of anyone, it's going to be out of AJ. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Uh, <clears throat> the way the cards were shuffled um, meant that we ended up with Shane who I've always had a soft spot for because he is a ridiculous human being (laughs) who you're right should know better has absolutely no need to do those things 
um, but will still jump off of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, you won't. The last year when he went off the top of Hell in a Cell, they wouldn't let. They wouldn't expect any of the wrestlers to do that these days. No. Nobody's going off top of Hell in a Cell. Everybody goes off the stage into onto a little crash mat, don't they? Yeah. Like. There's no nobody's doing stupid stuff like that except Shane can basically do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him. Um, I mean, it was, it was it was a fun it was a fun yeah. it was a fun little match. It didn't outstay its welcome. No. Nope. Unlike Triple H. And I would actually say mo- most of the card didn't outstay its welcome. I don't know. I would say. Ooh. Okay. Well, we can get into it. Yeah. But you know, most of the stuff. I think well, none, nothing went really long. I'm, I'm giving him the eyebrows at this point. Yeah, well, what... I'm what, reminding you of Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, but I don't even know whether that went that long. That's still going on now, isn't it? Well, no, because they finished the show and you know that. Yeah. Don't be stupid. And it was so boring. All right. I mean, I think the problem with Triple H and Seth Rollins is that they dragged that whole thing out so long. Yeah. And... Then they have to do the ridiculous entrances. It's like I'm f- like, I'm sorry, but if you've got a non-sanctioned match, non-sanctioned, you need to come to the ring in your jeans. Yeah. Not like rolling out on your tricycle with Stephanie hanging off the back, yeah. like you know, as if you're in a video for bloody yeah. Man of War. The ref needs to be wearing like a Def Leppard t-shirt or something. Yeah, the ref needs to be just some. Bartender, yeah, um, you know, and I, I get it. You know, they're, they're, it's WrestleMania, so there's got to be pomp and circumstance, and mm. there's none more pompous and circumstantial than Triple H, um, who insists on being pretty much the only one to have this ridiculous entrance every year. And then Seth Rollins, the man with a bad leg, yeah, had to walk a mile <laughs> to the ring. Yeah, he didn't get a bike, did he? No, and then um, he, he had a bad leg. Uh, and Triple H worked on that leg. Yeah. Again. And again. I, I didn't... And again. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. I can see why you would dislike it, because it's not your graps. It's not your thing. Um, and again... So let's, ha- talk about, let's talk about something else, then, because I don't want to like harp yeah. on about what was wrong with WWE WrestleMania. <laughs> um, what do you think of the two big fellas clubbering each other? Are we talking about Brock and... Brock and Billy. Brock and Bill. I enjoyed it. I did. Um, it was f- less than five minutes long. Mm. We um, actually had a little bit of a bet going. Non-financial. Yeah. Um, and I think I said five minutes and it was timed um, bell to bell at four minutes 46. Right. Um, and they lobbed each other about. Yeah. It was silly. It was hard hitting. It was two muscly babies just smacking the shit out of each other. Um, And uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that that hopefully is the last that we need to see of Bill Goldberg. Yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had never seen any other wrestling ever. Um, people were, were talking about it was a great mean guy match, just two blokes throwing each other around. It bared no resemblance to professional wrestling. Uh, it bared no resemblance to a mean guy match that that I am aware of. Um, you watch any Daisuke Sakamoto match, you watch any Stan Hansen match, 
Uh, you watch any Bruno Sammartino match? Do you ever from like back in the day? Um, it was it was awful. Do you ever like listen to yourself and think, like, I am the worst wrestling <laughs> fan? Yeah. But I'm also I'm I can see through the the, the screen, Chris. I can see. You the don't man need to see through the, the screen. Curtain. You just need to see the screen. It was it um, was awful. No, okay, we're going to have to di- agree to disagree because there's no debate. Like yeah. you didn't like it, I actually enjoyed it. I've seen more so, psychology in a King Kong versus. Yeah, Godzilla there was no fight. psychology. There was no psychology, but like we knew what the story was going into it. We know what yeah. those characters are. We know exactly what we're going to get. You know, like you know, as a wrestling fan, that you don't want to watch Bill Goldberg have a twenty-minute match. Like you don't. Nobody, nobody wants that. That's not what he is for. And similarly, you don't want to watch Brock Lesnar have a long competitive match with somebody who's not really up to his, you know, his standard physically. Like, he's a freak of an athlete, whereas Bill Goldberg is just a a weirdo who can last 30 seconds at full speed. Um, That sounds like me. (laughs) Half speed. Um, So... It no, was just bad. Everything about it was bad. It shouldn't no, have been there. No, you, it was okay. Well, you, you know. you're wrong. Yeah, because I, I enjoyed it, so it can't be bad. <laughs> so, and lots of people enjoyed it, so it can't yeah, be bad. They're all wrong. Well, but overall, what do you think of the show? Do you know what? It was long. That was my main takeaway, yeah. and that's going to hamper my real opinion on it because I'm never going to want to watch that back. No, like. The best WrestleManias are ones that you could probably revisit in a few years' time, yeah, and enjoy them and like beginning to end. I'm not going to do that with this. It's five out. Like if even if I take the pre-show out, I I added up all the the match times. Yeah, I I didn't just do it for my own fun. My friend wanted to know how much actual wrestling there was, so we how much he could fit it in. Yeah, yeah. Thirty seconds over three hours. Right. Of actual wrestling. Yeah. On, on a show. That's yeah. too much, mate. That's, too that's much. a lot, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually a lot more than I would have imagined from, from a WrestleMania. Um, you know, WWE don't need to do that. No. Why are they do? Why? Like, WrestleMania for years now has been four hours. Yeah. Why would they add an extra hour on? Like, they don't need to give their audience and that's not added value at this point mm. it's an endurance test yeah um so I, don't, I just don't understand like the thinking behind it yeah. because you have got everybody to the end of that like seven let's say the people in that building have been there for eight hours come the end of the show yeah. well that's a full day at work i don't yeah. feel <laughs> i don't feel my brightest at the end of work like also i don't have to pay a tenner for a beer yeah at work um like at work you... is your computer screen uh 50 million yards away <laughs> no, it's and not. obstructed by a big pillar yeah you know i've got an ergonomically designed office chair <laughs> at work um so like i just don't understand the logic behind no. doing a show that is all all day long without breaks because yeah. I, I guess when you're talking about the pre-show, there are there are plenty of breaks. Yeah. But as soon as you know midnight hits or seven p.m. hits um, on the east coast, it's like full on. Yeah. 
And yeah, you get the video packages. Yeah, you get to go to the toilet while Pitbull performs. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I I mean, I'm not a Pitbull fan, but like, I don't doesn't pop music in general. I can enjoy it. I was savvy. For savvy didn't do Timber, but to put Pitbull on at like hour four, <laughs> at the end of hour four, like you, you're mad, like uh, yeah. ridiculous. Um, so, but all in all, like I, th- I didn't think there was anything bad on it. Obviously, no. you disagree to some extent. Yeah, and I mean, um, I, I thought though it was kind of a fitting way to finish the weekend. Yeah. In that it lasted forever. <laughs> uh, there were times when I wondered why I was doing what I was doing. Yeah. There were some things that I really liked, uh, and also some things that made me regret my life choices to that point. Okay. So I thought it was quite a good way of, of finishing things off. Yeah, seems like a, a sort of fitting bookend. Yeah. I mean, we watched 10 shows live yeah. or as live. Yeah. Uh, also sneaked in couple of other things as well yeah including a couple of films yep uh watch the ddt anal explosion match three times three times yeah we're uh, spreading the um spreading the joy of the of anal, anal explosion. explosion yeah um which i actually ex- tried to explain to somebody on my bus ride home from work today all oh, right um it didn't go particularly well yeah i i explained to someone at work and um they they simply said I don't get wrestling. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to just to get past the title of that. Yeah, match. <laughs> it really is. Um, I, I, you know, there are probably people listening to this who've still never seen it. Go and track it down. Or maybe don't, because it ruined WrestleMania for me. <laughs> well, there was a distinct lack of PowerPoint presentations yeah, on WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, it's weird that Japanese Donald Trump didn't show up. It really is, yeah. Um, that is a shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did. We watched ten shows, probably exceeding thirty hours worth of wrestling, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because even a lot of the WWN shows went close to three hours. Yeah. What um, was what was your highlight? Pick one highlight and one MVP of the weekend. Ooh, I know the MVP is going to be. It's going to be the same person for me. Yeah, too. A highlight. Um, I'm not going to pick up. I'm not going to pick a match. Okay. I'm just going to pick um, an ongoing joke that I had basically with myself. Okay. Um, across the whole weekend. And that was um, ACH is a big anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I'm going to have to draw a line under now. Um, unless ACH does bring out a t-shirt that says ACH big anime fan. In which case, I will buy that and wear it all the time. Yeah. Um, but it was it was my goal across this weekend to to get people to acknowledge that he is. And a Lenny big Leonard did fan. tweet about it. Lenny Leonard got got on board. Yeah. But he didn't mention it. On didn't the mention it on air, which was a bit of a shame. Yeah. So if you're listening out there, people, just get on board with the ACH is a big anime fan. Yeah. It, it has to be said. My um, my highlight was the entirety of Joey Janela's Spring Break. Not that it was a perfect show. Yeah. Um, it had as many misses as hits. Yeah. But the fact that it was such a big thing mm. that this insanity was not only shown live, it attracted a big crowd at midnight locally uh, and people are talking about it. It was yeah, yeah. massive, massive success are... in, in that way. And also we got to see Evil Dink 
and Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah, and people are already hyped about the idea of a Janela show next year. Yep. Um, uh, Game Changer Wrestling have already put out teaser sort of graphics for it. Yeah. Um, be a Mardi Gras next year. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit put off by the tagline which they put, which was like, booze, babes, beads and body slams. Yeah. And it just felt a little bit... That's like, that's what happens in naff. New Orleans. I know, I get it. I get All it. the body slams in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, babes. Just... Yeah. I, I get... I mean, the, as we've discussed, you know, I, I, I appreciate... The yeah. female form. <laughs> but, um, maybe but, the babes refers to Jimmy Lloyd and his child. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, already people are looking forward to that next year. Um, and yeah, okay, I would put that alongside my own yeah. jokes <laughs> as, as, as a highlight for the weekend. Yeah. There you... was lots of good stuff though. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, seeing... South Pacific power trip, oh, like really win people over up. this weekend, is amazing. Um, you know, seeing the culmination of the stupid Darby Allen, yep. um, Ethan Page stuff, seeing that massive man the size of a minivan on ACW. Who is he? Who we still don't know who he is. So if anybody has any insight, do drop us a line. I don't know what we will do with that information <laughs> afterwards. We will just know what his name is. Um, we'll also add, seeing we'll to the shrine. And also seeing, and I, you know, we didn't actually, t- we've skipped away from WrestleMania because yeah. we got too bogged down. But <laughs> seeing a real highlight for me is watching FIP, seeing Matt and Jeff Hardy yeah. in a car park, doing some nonsense promo and then walking off to to the back they filmed them just walking through the crowd like taking photos with people and then seeing the reaction that they got later that night when they came out at the big stadium show um, was really a bit surreal yeah Um, I think the whole weekend was a bit surreal yeah who's your MVP of the weekend my MVP. Would you like to say our MVP at the same time and see Go if we are then. on the same page? I'll, I'll count to three. One. Are we doing it on three or after three? After three. <laughs> okay. I'm counting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. One, two, three. Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to sabotage it and say Glacier. But, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Keith Lee. Um, the man the, of the, the hour. The man of the hour. Um it started off slow weekend for Keith Lee. It did. A couple of losses. Got a couple Impressive of losses. Impressive losses, though. Yeah, they, they were competitive losses against much smaller um, men. But, yeah, Keith Lee, I think, was one that benefited from being on WWN and mm-hmm. Flow Slam. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people got to see him live. Yeah. Um, and those were the real winners this weekend, were Flow Slam. Yeah, and the WWN Network. WWN two-pronged, isn't it? Um <laughs> Really a game of two halves for WWN, (laughs) because their More Than Mania shows obviously were a massive success, and a lot of people got to see a lot of live wrestling from under their umbrella. And Flosan killed it. And then they went and completely screwed it up with their own iPay-Per-View business. No, no, Chris, didn't you hear? Yeah, I did. They were the subject of an attack by hackers. Yeah, because it's 1993 and we blame (laughs) everything on hackers. (laughs) Actually, no, I guess that's pretty current these days, isn't it? Sammy yeah. Callahan, Solomon Crowe. Solomon Crowe has got into the mainframe. Yeah. Or the um, Russians hate progress. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, um, so yeah, but Keith Lee really yeah. benefited from being, having all the eyes on him. Yeah, because pretty much everything he did yeah. was seen by people with a Flystab subscription. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him going forward. I would mm-hmm. love to see him back in the UK um, yeah. as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, and there were a few guys that kind of um, benefited a lot from that sort of relationship. Well, um, weirdly, it's, it's it's kind of a weird thing. And the, the guys who really benefited were guys who were ex-Ring of Honor. So Donovan Dijak made a really big splash. Uh, Leo Rush did some good stuff. Uh, Keith Lee, ACH. Uh, whereas the guys who were still with Ring of Honor... Mm. Ring of Honor attracted their biggest ever crowd, but outside of that, who saw it? Yeah, you know. I mean, I, it's I, almost I, like they were I playing to, to the converted. I don't know whether I completely agree with with that sentiment. That, like with with Dijak and, and and Leo Rush. I get I get your point. Mm. I don't think I think Dijak had a couple of decent matches, but yeah. I don't think he made the same sort of impact I think people knew what to expect from Dijak yeah. because of his role in Ring, yeah. Ring of Honor whereas I don't think people knew what to expect from Keith Lee because he'd done some tag work in Ring of Honor um, and you know nobody's pointing at Keith Lee or at least they weren't to start with as being a big loss for Ring of Honor no. when he walked away um, and eventually signed with, with the Flow Slam family of promotions yeah um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a point to be made there, though, is that there are a lot of guys that have walked away from Ring of Honor and are probably getting um, a lot more attention for themselves mm. by being a part of these promotions that are in a position through their relationship with Flow Slam to get more eyes on them. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been watching FIP if it wasn't nope. on the Flow Slam subscription. Nope. Um, I certainly wouldn't have watched ACW this weekend. <laughs> and I saw some really good stuff yeah. on that. Um, and some teams that I would actually seek stuff out from yeah. if um, if the opportunity arose. Yeah. Um, I think. All in all, is, though, do you do you regret what we did? You mean watching the wrestling? Yeah. We didn't do anything else weird apart no. from this squirrel thing that's going on right now. I don't now. know what I was thinking. Yeah. No, I don't. It seems like such a long time ago. Seeing as this show is going to go over an hour long. Yeah. Um, do I regret it? No, because. I didn't see anything that hated, apart from maybe some of that kaiju show, <laughs> um, which was as much me being extremely tired yeah. as them not having any real sense of planning or urgency <laughs> to their show. Um, got to see some great wrestling. I think what I would have liked is maybe a bit more variety from the stuff that we got to see yeah. I know there was a lot of variety yeah. but ultimately we did see Keith Lee loads and, and we, we, got, saw, we saw a lot of that building yeah we saw a lot of that building if a next lot of the same year, fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a couple of people that we saw a lot of yeah. um, including Papa Hales losing it in the very <laughs> last show that we saw him at love that <laughs> yeah really incredible just just getting in everyone's way um, if the WrestleCon stuff next year hasn't got the, hasn't like high spots 
or whoever haven't got their act together to broadcast mm-hmm. that live, they're gonna lose out because all of those WWN and Flow Slam family of shows, they were the ones with the buzz. Yeah, and there was loads of good stuff on those other cards. Yeah, um, that ridic- I've seen some clips of that ten man tag, which yeah. just looks stupid. I've got it all queued up to watch. 12, yeah. 12 more hours. You know, I've heard great things about the um, the Revolver show. Yeah, people have really raved about that, but I haven't been able to see it yet. No. Um, so and and they were good at getting it all online pretty yeah, quick, but well. but the thing is they haven't created a you know a need for anyone to choose. No. Now if they do that, and they create that bit of competition, then there's going to just be that much more buzz around the whole weekend. And everybody will win. Yeah. Um, so that's a real shame. It's a shame, like even some of the you know the the stuff in the WWM building, with, like the Chikara stuff. Yep. I don't under- They've done eye pay per view, so I don't understand why they didn't. Yeah. You know, they didn't go for it this year. But yeah, a, um, a, a, a mostly successful week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I put five pounds on. Yeah, okay. Um, I blame the out of date daiquiris <laughs> for that <laughs> and for many other things. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, and we'll have to do it again. Yeah. So um, I guess well, we've got some shows coming up. Yeah. Um, Fight Club Pro, the big show on Good the, Friday. The big massive Fight Club Pro show. Yeah, Lucha Forever. And Lucha Forever on shortly Easter after Monday. that. Um, so, you know, we've got loads of stuff coming up. I guess the next time we're going to do anything remotely resembling this will be the weekend of Super Strong Style 16. Yeah. Um, so that's three solid days of wrestling. Yeah. Um, unless we've completely gone off the deep end and stopped doing this podcast by then you never um, know it's always possible unless you know Alan starts bringing other puppets in and they have to have him sectioned <laughs> I regret it um, to be honest <laughs> it, was, it was very odd yeah. it was I mean you, it didn't work out how I thought it would you took a chance yeah well you didn't remember that this is an audio podcast I did I thought that would be part of the joke yeah um, I don't think it worked <laughs> <laughs> okay alright okay well, maybe we could have a Twitter conversation with someone about whether yeah. or not the comedy of that yeah. worked. Um, <laughs> and um, but yeah, we, we we will definitely aim to do a series over that weekend. Yeah, um, maybe we'll get an interview or two in. We are looking to expand what we're doing. Um, we are going to get back to the regular format, though. Yeah, um, that'll be the next thing you hear next thing you hear will be us talking about the show we've just been to yeah. because that's what we like doing the most yeah. um, we know we've bombarded you with a lot this weekend there's been a lot to watch yeah there's a lot to talk about um, so hopefully you've enjoyed it yeah hit we, us up on the Twitter yeah do let us know um, and let us know if you hated it as well yeah because then we can block you Uh, (laughs) no no but seriously like um we have had some nice feedback over these over these um you know not just this weekend but over the few months that we've been doing this and it's been a fun project and we want to keep doing it so it's nice to have the support um we're in early chatter about some sort of meet up over super strong style weekend yeah even if it's just an informal Let's all meet up for a drink. Um, Damn the man. The man can't stop us. Then we can do that. Um, So it'd be nice to hear from whoever is listening to this that will be there that weekend. Um, 
and uh, just keep on keeping on loving the graps <laughs> i suppose hashtag love the graps hashtag love the graps um yes, yeah. so <laughs> with that i am chris at muscly babies on twitter that, uh, i am um uh, do it go on i'm alan at indie sleeves <laughs> the internet's alan boone yeah normally i just do this bit yeah, so no, it, did, that was, it was weird yeah. um and uh, we are at love the graps as well um also hit up scott on war underscore podcast tell him that this is your favorite of all the podcasts on the um working arrest hold uh family because he doesn't pay us and you know i'd like to just get him to buy me a drink or something at the next show yeah. i mean he would anyway yeah that's the kind of guy he is um but yeah just tell him because then we can go yeah uh, we're the best um, so unless alan's got anything else to say i haven't what about the squirrel squirrel's dead squirrel's dead um thanks for listening and bye and bye go to bed All our lives we have come, we have seasons in